hey 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 guys welcome back to a new episode thank you so much for tuning in if you're new here thank you for stopping by shout out to everyone that has been here that has been listening from the jump big shout out to you guys talking about consistency i'm back again with a new midweek episode a lot of football happened during the week we had man city playing we had champions league game we also had midweek premier league game so we're talking about that and yeah let me just get straight into it don't forget to leave a like follow the page this this page on spotify on apple podcast or wherever you listen to it don't forget to leave a follow so you can always be in tune when a new episode drops also don't forget to follow us on instagram big rants everywhere instagram twitter everywhere is going to be big rants underscore so it's going to be big rants underscore thank you so much so let, let me get straight into today's episode so this week we had a lot of Premier League football that happened. We had four games, four major games. Even though City's game was probably considered a weekend game, but it happened on Monday. So we'll talk about that. City against Palace 0-0, where City dropped points actually. Because they needed it. Now they are just how many points safe from being tied to jam- like the winners. But Liverpool are closing up on them. Liverpool won today, so near to us now. Bright, we also saw Th- Brighton face Tottenham. Brighton and Tottenham won 2 0. So Tottenham continued to stay in seventh, tied with points with West Ham for six. Also, Kane broke Rooney's record of most away goals in the Premier League. Well, that Tottenham's game, I really, that's something you expect. If Brighton was to win Tottenham, it was something that, oh yeah, it was a surprise, but you expect Tottenham to win this type of games, to be honest. Kane breaking um Rooney's record. At this point, man, I don't even know. I think Kane is just I don't know if he's chasing personal records because he said his aim is actually to be the, the highest goal scorer in the Premier League, which is actually good. But if you are the highest goal scorer in the league, you have to at least have a trophy from the league. Like even though it's local Premier um, FA Cup or Carabao, you have to at least have something to show, man. Just don't be... You can't just have all these goals, but you don't have anything to show for it. But big ups to Tottenham and Kane. All right, moving on today, we also had Arsenal against Liverpool. Man, I said it last week. Arsenal should not expect any... Arsenal fans should not expect anything from this game because both teams needed this game because Arsenal... Arsenal was looking to extend their their margin from Man U because they, um, I think Man U is on 50 on 50 and Arsenal is on 51 but we have but Arsenal has some games like before this game they had three games in hand so yeah Liverpool did it now they are just one point away from City that's ridiculous because during during the break that's ridiculous because during the break City were 10 points clear yeah around that time they were 10 points clear from Man City from everybody and everyone like everyone thought that oh City has gone but right now it's just one point with eight games to go Sorry, nine games to go. How? Just one point. I don't know. This league is actually very interesting. If we talk about the best league in the like in the world, like you always, you obviously have to mention Premier League. Like undoubtedly, this is probably most of the one of the most entertaining leagues. It has the highest quality of players around the world. And even if you look at the table from the first to the tenth position, like you can tell that the gap is. You're not going to find a 10 point gap at the end of the season from each position, like from let me say from first to fourth. You won't find a 10 point gap. Actually, you'll find this season, but yeah, until the end of the season. But yeah, Arsenal's game against 
Liverpool. Let me just talk about Arsenal's side. I think Arsenal really played bang average today, man. A lot of players were so poor. Ramsey was poor. That that first goal, that Jota's goal was just. I feel like he beat him in the near post. Jota is Jota just loves scoring against Arsenal. He has got seven in seven against Arsenal. And that is ridiculous. Also, Saka had a bad game. It was really quiet today. Yeah, he even had to be taken off. Paper replaced him. Also, Gabriel too was kind of sloppy today and everything. Another thing, man, we played group football in the first half, like Man City's game. The difference was the quality in the teams, like how much the teams needed it. Another thing that killed Arsenal was our attack. Like, we move forward, move forward, move through the wing, but through the middle, like, okay, now, Martinelli has done the work. Martinelli, again, was beautiful today. He has done the work, he has moved forward now. What's there? Who is the striker in the middle? This is nobody. Lacazette is behind doing the hold up play. So it's just like, yeah, we need to get a striker that is always demanding that will put pressure on, like today, on, put pressure on Van Dijk, put pressure on Matip, like, and try to score a goal. First half, Arsenal had zero shots on targets, ridiculous. But all you know, positive game. I hope you were not expecting anything from there. Then we move on. We move on. Next game is against away to Crystal Palace. Sorry, away to Aston Villa on March 19th, which is on Saturday. Hopefully, we can do. We can like at least get points from there because I say it was easy. As I said last episode, these type of games are really tough. Tough games away. Crystal Palace, who is also trying to like prove something because when they faced Chelsea, they were really like yeah, really going hand to hand with Chelsea until they scored this thing. Moving on from Arsenal and Liverpool's game, let's let's look at Champions League. Earlier this week we yes, on Tuesday, Man U lost Atletico Madrid one year. On aggregates then aggregates was two one to ATM and Atletico Madrid qualifies for the next round of the quarterfinals. Man, I just I just have to say something, man. I know I know these guys. As in my as in my like I don't want to talk too much about Mai because since like I'm hitting or anything. But from there I do, I really don't blame Mai because we all know this Atletico's football is just a very it's very boring football. I didn't even watch the first half because I knew what to expect. If you, you can't you can't be entertained watching Atletico Madrid, they just come here to get a goal and defend. Atletico Madrid is a team that you have to attack, you can't defend against them. Because both teams are de- if if that's the case, both teams are going to defend. So United really I don't know, they didn't play ball at all that game. Like but we need to look at Man use like Champions League history because it's the same thing that happens every year. They've been knocked out of the champs now. Like for example, this season they will not out of the champs. Next, what happens next? They go to the this thing, they go to the league and start dragging for third and fourth. Like it's the same cycle every time. If you look if you look down at let's look at Man United's run from 2015-2016. 2015-2016, they had no European like no European football. 2016-2017, they finished third in Champions League. They finished third in their group in the champs. Then they went on to win Europa League. If you remember, that was under Mario, and that was the last trophy Man U has won as a team. 2016-2017. This is almost five years ago. Or more than five years ago. Then 2017-2018, they finished first in their Champions League group. Then if you remember, they got knocked out by Sevilla in the round of 16. 2018-2019, they finished second in their group, qualified, and they knocked they got knocked out by Barca in the quarterfinal. I don't know if you can remember that game where Messi I think he scored a free kick that game. 
But yeah, they got knocked out by Barca in the quarterfinals. Then 2019-2020, they had no chance. They got knocked out by Sevilla in the semifinals of the Europa League. 2020-2021, they got third. They came third in their champs group, and they qualified. For the that means they automatically go to the Europa League. Then they lost in the finals to Villarreal on penalties where they missed that one. Then this season again. They won their group, then they got knocked out in the round of 16 by Atlético. Like, this is not progress. I don't know, man. If you are looking at progress, you can look at teams like Chelsea. Chelsea came to Europa League and they won the Europa League. You, you need to see your progress. I feel like man, you should look at just trying to play Europa League, man. I know it's like very humbling. It's a very humbling experience, but it's something you need. It builds your team. It builds like, you get like, you can see more players, you give more players more game time. You can get rid of a lot of players, a lot of dead woods. And, bro, you can see a lot of things happen. The only problem is that I don't try and get comfortable in Europa League. Or else you'll be there for a cool minute. Ex- exactly what happened to us now. You'll be there for a cool minute. So, man, you just have to, I don't know what to say, man. Play Europa League for one season. It's not going to be bad. It's not going to hurt anybody. Like, And keep pushing, man. Other games in the Champions League that happened was Ajax getting knocked out by Benfica. That was a really surprising one. Um, Benfica won 3-2 on aggregate. They beat them 1-0. Another game that happened was Juve Villarreal. Villarreal beats Juve 3-0. Bro, that was mad. Two penalties and one goal. One heading goal. I see Villarreal and Atletico Madrid are the same kind of team. Like... The, these Spanish teams are just haram football. They don't, they don't play entertaining ball. They just find their way to get their win, and that is what Una Emery has been known for. To be honest, you see that you see the same thing in Arsenal, man. Why it did not work for Arsenal? Because like his game doesn't, it's not, it's not. I don't know if to explain it, but it's not free flowing football. He just, I think he's just grinding out the win, and it works for him. It has worked for him. It clearly worked for him. You see, it's Europa League. He won Europa League last season. Now he's going to the quarterfinals of the Champions League. But I think this is probably going to be their last, like, like they're the boss of for this season. Unless they, they face Atletico Madrid and they somehow face each other and they both do around football and they win from that one. But aside that, if they face any other team in the league, in any any team that's qualified, they're not going anywhere. For, like, for sure. Moving on from that game, we had Lille. Chelsea, Chelsea beat Leo 2-1. I don't know, for when Leo scored 1-0, I don't know, everybody was kind of hyped that always oh, a comeback going to happen. But, you know, Chelsea, Chelsea is a very mature team. Chelsea has, these are winners. They literally won last year. They can't bottle that type of lead. Chelsea won 4-1 on aggregate. Goal from Pulisic and Azpicueta. Once again, Chelsea is a, I don't know, man. You just have to keep Chelsea their props. So, the qualified teams from Champions League right now are Bayern, Liverpool, Madrid, Man City, Benfica, Atletico, Villarreal, and Chelsea. So if I'm to give my predictions for who should face who in the, in the quarterfinals. Uh, as I said earlier, Atletico, Villarreal, I want those two to just battle out. And one of them should go because if they, if they try and face another team in that qualified, they'll beat both of them. Both of them will go. One of them should go at least. Let them face each other. Then moving on, I want to see Madrid, Chelsea again. I feel that last last year's zone um was it last year? Yeah, last year's zone was not really the Madrid we all know and everything. But this one, I feel like it's going to be tough, but Chelsea is going to win. I give Chelsea to give win that one. Then my next prediction prediction is Bayern Liverpool. 
Whew. I remember that game. Was it 2018 or no, 2019? The season Liverpool won it. Was it? Yeah, the season Liverpool won it when they trashed Bayern. I won't see that game again because Lewandowski has he has something to prove this time. He has a lot to prove because if you want to be able to beat or win Ballon d'Or or something, if you you should be able to beat Liverpool. You get you should be able to like fight Liverpool because one, they are one of the contenders to win the Ballon d'Or. But hopefully he has a good team around him. Hopefully let's see how that one goes. Then obviously FIFA or UEFA will do UEFA things. They will give by Man City Benfica to play. And that's how that one will be. All in all, it should be an interesting tie. And I don't know, man. Champions League, like, good teams are going for it. This I don't see Chelsea doing it back-to-back. So I can't see Chelsea are going to win this thing. I look and feel like Madrid... Madrid can't do it, man. Because everybody is playing ball in Madrid right now. You see Vinicius that was barely playing that time. He's playing ball. Another favourite to go for it is Man City. Man City, because they've been stubborn. They be want Pep wanted he has always wanted this thing, man. He has always wanted it, but he has been so unfortunate to not. But Man City to his day. I don't as I say I don't see Chelsea doing it back to back. So my favorites to win are let me just give my three favorites to win Madrid, City, and maybe Bayern. Yeah, Bayern. Yeah, I'll give those ones to Bayern. So in other football news. Uh, yeah, let's fasci- let's forget about that one now, and let's see how the prediction goes on. F- I think Thursday or Friday, we'll see how that one goes. Now, in other um other football news, we're going to be talking about. Let's quickly talk about Chelsea. The whole thing happened with Chelsea, and the whole Abramovich situation. I'll just briefly give you like a timeline of everything and how it happened. So on February twelfth, Chelsea won the Super Cup. Then on the twenty fourth of February. Russia attacked Ukraine. Then Abram- and we all know Abramovich always played a major role in Putin's regime. So like I think it kind of affected his stand on Chelsea and the power he had. So what he had to do then on the twenty sixth of February, he announced that oh I'm going to he announced he said this I am today giving trustees of Chelsea's charitable foundation to the stewardship and care of Chelsea FC. I believe that currently they are in the best position to look after the interests of the club players, staff and fans. So basically he was still like, he still had the major say in the club at that point. On the twenty sixth he had the major say at that point. So fast forward to this to the second of March, he announces he announces the decision that he was going to sell Chelsea. I think it was for like two billion or like three billion or something. Then on the tenth of March he was sanctioned by the UK government. So this meant that all these assets were frozen. So the sale of the club was on hold. He couldn't sell merchandise or tickets and everything. So that meant that also he couldn't like, no new contract could be negotiated. Where he had, then he had some players like Albuquerque, Christensen, Rudiger, who had their contracts running out in the summer. They couldn't sign it. They couldn't extend it and everything. So they couldn't sign, they couldn't keep players or anything. Then on the 12th, Abramovich was now disqualified for the director of Chelsea following the UK government sanctions. Then, fast forward this week, Chelsea was like, they couldn't they couldn't um, sell tickets for the Middlesbrough FA Cup game. And everybody just kept attacking. Like Middlesbrough, for some reason, it felt like they were attacking Chelsea or something. But, wait, sorry, I, mean, I, I missed a major part of that. Chelsea said they wanted to play the game behind closed doors, which was which Middlesbrough felt like was unfair because they are playing in Middlesbrough. 
So, Middles Bro obviously said some things like, oh no, this doesn't make sense or anything. This is the club's personal P. And yeah, everybody was attacking him. Even this guy, Jimmy Carragher, was attacking him. I really want to know. Because me, I've not watched Chelsea. I only started watching Chelsea. Let me see, like, 2012. 2012. Because at the time, like, 2008, 2009, I used to, like, I was really young then. So I just used to watch from the side and everything. But 2012, I started, like, learning about Chelsea. So this Abramovich thing, I feel like it's only the the old guys, the old, old guys, really, that know more about the whole situation. But it just seems like a normal, normal big club. So, I don't know why everybody's hurt. You see Karaga swearing at them that they, they deserve what they are going through right now. And, yeah. That's football. Once again, most of us, let me say, if you're in your 23, 22, and like, like that age, you should probably, I don't think you know more of this unless you went to do your research and everything. But, for me, it was like, oh, this is Chelsea. They have money. I didn't see them when they were like in 2000 or 2001, when they were still coming out from the from the trenches, I didn't see them. It's people like them, Jimmy Carragher, them Gary Neville, that will probably have things to say about them. But, you know, obviously, I like an Arsenal fan, I want Chelsea to maybe compete a bit below us and maybe struggle for a couple seasons then. You know, you know what I'm saying. But earlier this week, Yes, anyway, there were some interested buyers where they have Chicago Cup owners, where, which is a baseball team, and Ken Griffin, the CEO of Citadel. They made they said they were making a joint bid to buy Chelsea, and they said they would make a formal bid for Chelsea this Friday. Hopefully that goes well. As I said, I was I just want Chelsea to be a bit like they should slow down, man, because the pace they are going, they are really they are going to be a really strong team later in the future. Yeah, they should just slow down. I will see how everything goes from there. Um, uh, I think that yeah, that's everything. See you guys during the weekend. I think Arsenal, Arsenal Villa. My prediction for that game. I feel it. I see a draw, man. Or else we a draw. I don't. I don't think we're going to lose that game because we've been playing good football. We can't let this game against against um this game against Liverpool disturb us because Liverpool is a top team. Liverpool and Man City. If, they, if, if I lose those type of teams, I feel like, oh, yes, those are the best teams in the league. We can't we can't be dragging with them right now when they need the points. So, obviously, I, I'm going to say we'll go for, let me say, a 2 0 win. That's my prediction for Aston Villa. This. Aston Villa, Chelsea. Aston Villa, Arsenal, 2 0 win to Arsenal, or 2 1, or something like that. So, yeah, that's everything. I'll see you guys in the weekend. Thank you so much for listening if you got to this part of the episode. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Big Rants with an underscore after on every platform, actually. So, feel free to drop a like on this and make sure to interact on our Instagram pages, our Instagram posts and everything. See you guys next week after the Arsenal game. Have a good day.